Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining me right here on off the script this is your monday night raw post show for march 20th 2023 i am your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue thank you guys so very much for joining me on your monday evenings wherever you may be man Listen, you know, I I know that I'm an influential content creator in the community, man, but when I say something online, you really got to just calm the fuck down. I really really mean that, man. There are people out there that legitimately take everything I say either A, so seriously that it upsets them so much it ruins their entire week. Or B, they take something completely out of context. They don't listen to a whole show. They micro-fucking-clip something for 10 seconds online and make me seem like I'm the fucking biggest asshole in the entire community. Meanwhile, you never even got to the fucking point I was trying to make because you know I'm right. Nine times out of ten, I am right. I don't come on here... I don't lie to you. I don't bullshit you. I always shoot straight from the hip. My gun is always loaded. I I don't understand what you guys want from me. I legitimately just tweeted out a a link to the podcast on on YouTube, and I got people claiming that I suck at what I do, and I'm lame, and, and this show was great. How could you say that? Oh, my God! Raw was not good, in my honest opinion. What don't you understand? I did not like the show. I'm not going to come on here and give you no reasons why I didn't like the show. Who the fuck do you think I am? I did not like the show. I thought it was boring. Any questions? You got a problem with that? Go watch Denise. I'm sure she'll fucking flower it up. Raw was not good tonight, man. Another show. Another show completely bookended by something great. And then the main event of WrestleMania. We got Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Usos announced for WrestleMania. And then we got Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns in the final segment of the fucking show. Everything else in between, the meat in this sandwich was fucking disgusting. It was cruddy, it was old, it didn't taste good, and you didn't serve it with any spicy mustard. 
gourmet yo, or whatever you guys prefer on your sandwiches. I don't like mayo. Not a fan, but I'm a weird one because I'll eat egg salad, which is primarily eggs and mayo. Go figure. As if you guys didn't know, I was fucking bizarre. Outside that, Monday Night Raw had nothing. Outside of the two mega main events for WrestleMania, this Monday Night Raw had nothing. It was boring. I honestly feel like WWE is spinning their wheels. They are stuck in neutral, and and we're just, just coasting. We're just coasting to WrestleMania. There's nothing else to add. There's no life to half of this shit outside of, you know, the usuals, which we'll get into. Edge had a fantastic promo tonight, which, I mean, that's nothing groundbreaking. I mean, I'm not fucking breaking any ground with that one. I mean, it's, it's Adam Copeland. He's a fucking legend. What else would you expect from an Edge promo? But I mean, holy fucking shit. They're just spinning their wheels. And they're not really giving us anything on top of what they've given us on the road to WrestleMania. I almost feel like I just want WrestleMania to be here already. I want it to happen. I want WrestleMania weekend to happen. And I want to enjoy myself. I want to come on here. And I want to fucking kick ass like I usually do. I want to debut my new fucking artwork. And I want to have a great weekend. But man, does it feel like a fucking slog just getting there? The biggest thing that happened tonight was the tag team title match finally announced. The main event of WrestleMania was unofficially official tonight. Between Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and the Usos. Tag team championships on the line at WrestleMania. Everybody knew it was coming and we got exactly what we wanted. It was basically it. It's official. Now all we need to do is make it the main event of WrestleMania, which I still have people complaining to me that Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair should main event. I mean, I don't know what you guys are watching, but the level of importance between both matches, the level of importance that the matches themselves have given off tonight was night and day. I don't know how... Charlotte wasn't even on the fucking show, thank God. But I don't know how you could look at what the WrestleMania main event was, or or should be, rather. I don't know how you contemplate what the WrestleMania main event should be after watching tonight's show. I mean, it's a very, very easy answer. Oh, but why is it such a big deal? Because it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Some people deserve it. Some people don't. The match that I want it des- want it to be deserves it. The match that people want it to be in the ladies don't deserve it. It's as simple as that. I am old school. Long-term booking deserves to be paid off in the main event. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte is not long-term booking. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. So we got our match. Now we just need to make it official for the main event. Of night one. What happens with the bloodline? I don't know. Some people are claiming that Roman Reigns is going to have the bloodline leave him. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> A lot of people think the bloodline's going to turn on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. 
leading to Cody Rhodes becoming the new world champion. I don't think that's the right move. Not now, anyway. Why do you want to unload all of your eggs in this single basket? I don't really get it. You guys may be correct in that assessment. You guys may be on to the right track with that. That's where we may go. But you guys got to understand that the book of Roman's Empire, part one, is being completed by the time we get to WrestleMania. We're going to need some more writing material for book number two, which would be the fall of the bloodline. I don't know why you want to have this all happen at WrestleMania. There should be cracks in the bloodline, if that's where we want to go, that happened at WrestleMania. But I, I wouldn't have Roman, you know, lead the bloodline into WrestleMania for only them to abandon him completely at WrestleMania. There's got to be something else that happens that transpires that leads to something that's huge happening in the bloodline. It's not out of the realm of possibility for the bloodline to turn on Roman Reigns. I mean, we've kind of seen little bits and pieces of Roman's attitude kind of being the reason as to why the bloodline is very shaky. Sami Zayn first called it out. Go back, it goes back to Sami Zayn being in the bloodline. And we know what happened with Jay, Jimmy. He's yet to do it to Solo. We've seen the first sign of that tonight. So that's where we may actually be going with all that. I have no clue. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't complete that at WrestleMania. I don't think anything that we saw or heard tonight changed my opinion on what should happen at WrestleMania. I don't think Cody Rhodes should win the world titles now. I don't think Cody is the guy now. After what we've seen and what we've been presented, dinner's been served, here we are. I'm supposedly sitting at a five-star Michelin fucking restaurant, and I got something that doesn't resemble a five-star Michelin rating. So I, I, I can change my opinion. I heard it was going to be great. This is the guy. This is the restaurant. This is, this is the top of the line. But I get there, and it's underwhelming. Some people think that I'm crazy. Some people think that I'm right on point. I mean, that's the job that I get as a podcaster. I, I can't make everybody happy. Opinions change. We get something visualized in our head. We think about it. Yeah, that's going to happen. Cody's got to be the champion. We got to take the belts off Roman. I don't think the way that I did six, seven months ago. I don't. And neither should you. I'm telling you from my experience, my viewing experience, what I've felt on the road to WrestleMania. And I don't feel Cody is the right guy now. I don't. Even after tonight's promo, which I thought was great. I don't think he's the right guy. Now, SummerSlam, maybe. Why don't I think he's the right guy? I, I said this, and I even posted a clip on Twitter. I said this last night when we were live. I don't know. You guys got to tune into the podcast on Sunday night, man. Excellent discussions happening on Sunday night. Cody Rhodes is not the guy right now because he hasn't struggled to get to where he is. Did he? Yeah, his story 
leaving WWE, making himself into a household name, going to AEW, starting a rival promotion that really fucked with the system and sent shockwaves through WWE, whether they want to admit it or not, only to come back to chase the big one and get the title at WrestleMania. But since he's been back, what has he done? Has he struggled? Outside of the torn peck, which did not happen in an actual match, he wrestled with it with an injury that he sustained at the gym. He hasn't struggled. Coming out at number 30 in the Royal Rumble to stand amongst six other guys is not struggling. To last 10 minutes in there with Walter Gunther is not struggling. Coasting on the road to WrestleMania and not really having much of anything to do until Sammy finished his story with Roman, that's not struggling. Cody needs to struggle. He could sit there and he can cut the greatest promo of all time and tell us why Stardust failed and why he left and why he started AEW. WWE doesn't really like to acknowledge that stuff time and time and time again. They did some tonight because it was needed. But that doesn't really tell me that Cody struggled in WWE. Cody was a made man when he walked in here. That doesn't mean let's give him the world championship. Because Roman Reigns has been champion for nearly a thousand days. March 27th will be 1,000 days. All because Roman Reigns is nearing 1,000 days. And all because you feel like Monday Night Raw needs the WWE Championship back. And we need to split the titles. Doesn't mean Cody has struggled. That's not enough to give Cody the championships. Something else needs to transpire. Cody is going to be the shock to the bloodline system. He planted those seeds tonight. Cody's going to have a rude awakening at WrestleMania. He's got to go through WrestleMania. He's got to fail. But at the same time, this is where WWE's creative writing really needs to get saucy. They really need to put their heads together and they really need to come up with some captivating television because now that the bloodline story is nearing its first book being completed. I hope they have enough resources to write book number two. Book number two is going to be Cody. What they need to do is have Cody valiantly lose, but at the same time win at WrestleMania. They need to do something where Cody loses in what is going to be an epic, heroic effort, but at the same time has done enough to cause shockwaves through the bloodline to a point where he is the reason that they are on this shaky ground that they stand on. He's already gotten Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn back together. That's number one. He's already gotten this mega team back together to take the titles off the Usos. What is he going to say to Solo? What is he going to do to Roman? What is he going to continue to tell Jay and Jimmy after tonight He's already planted the seeds. Jay is going to leave you. Roman is not going to have Jay. Roman's not going to have Jimmy. Then he's going to look over at Solo. Solo's going to be gone. And then Paul Heyman's going to be nothing more than an advocate. 
No more wise men. How do we get there? That's the beauty of WWE's storytelling. They want long-term booking. They gave it to us for almost a calendar year with this storyline. Now we got to take it to long-term booking times two. Cody's story doesn't end at WrestleMania. Cody's story begins at WrestleMania. He needs to struggle. Don't know how you go about Cody Rhodes after WrestleMania? I don't. Winning money in the bank, winning king of the ring, there will be options for him after WrestleMania. He needs to win one of those and then secure the bag at SummerSlam. Yes, I know WrestleMania may be the grounds to do it, the sacred grounds of WrestleMania making heroes out of Cody Rhodes and many others before him. I get it. WrestleMania is the perfect setting. But I'm not about to tell you guys that Roman Reigns needs to give up the championships. There is no legitimate good reason why Roman Reigns should vacate the titles at this point. He is not boring. He has not floundered. He has not stagnated. The fans absolutely admire him, even in his fucking God mode, mafia role. They love him. They cheer him. The crowd is on a different level when he comes out. I don't see anything resembling, oh, man, this guy's got to go away. Oh, man, this guy needs to drop the championships. Oh, my God, Cody needs to win. I, I don't see that or hear that at all. I mean, when, when, you, when you guys tell me what I'm missing, I, I, I'd love for you to fill me in. Uh, otherwise, tell me when I'm telling lies here. Or maybe I'm not watching the show as... As great as I should be. Maybe I've fallen off as a content creator. I know I'm not. There's nobody to fucking reach out to me and tell me any legitimate reason why Roman Reigns needs to lose the championships. Oh, Monday Night Raw needs his championship back, man. They can have their championship back at SummerSlam. They can have their championship back when Cody has struggled and has gone through the long-term booking academy. Right now, I don't get a sense that Cody Rhodes even deserves it. I'm sorry. The bloodline may be splitting. The bloodline end may be this split, but the split's not happening at WrestleMania. We may see the foundations of that starting to form, but I don't think that's going to happen at WrestleMania. There's too much life left in the bloodline. Way too much life. And if Roman Reigns loses the championships, if Roman Reigns loses the championships, is he really the tribal chief? Is he their tribal chief? Is he their head of the table? No. The way I see it, Cody Rhodes will be the recipient to the throne of Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes, in theory, will be beating Roman Reigns for the world championships because I genuinely believe there's nobody better than Cody Rhodes for this role. It is him and him alone. But if there's going to be anybody, slash anybody, plural, to take the titles off of Roman Reigns, it may be Cody Rhodes in body and spirit, but realistically, it's going to be at the hands of his own family. They need to end Roman Reigns more than Cody needs to end Roman Reigns because the story that develops after WrestleMania 
will be Roman growing way too big for the bloodline and them not being able to stand amongst him anymore because of the disrespect he's shown the family. If there's going to be anybody that takes that title off of Roman Reigns, it's going to be the bloodline. And then Cody will be the recipient of that. That's what the story is. Cody's just going to be there to reap the reward. Outside that Monday Night Raw, very, very, very mid, very lame, very boring, in my honest opinion, as WWE is just simply spinning their wheels as we get into WrestleMania. Appreciate you guys showing up, man. Let me talk to you for a little bit. We got 2,600 people in here. Number one in the community, by the way, from what I was just told. Thank you guys very much. As, as always, I mean, who the fuck, who the fuck are you going to be watching, man? Jesus fucking Christ. Come on now. Come on now, man. You guys love what we do here on Off The Scripts every single fucking week. And I appreciate you guys very much for all of your support on the podcast. Please make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. As always, 1,000 likes is the minimum on every stream. Let's try and get as close to 1,000 as possible. Make sure you guys follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Links are down below in the description. Major, major announcement, man. My mother's basement. The new artwork, the new backdrop that I've been hyping up for the last several months. We now have an official release date. We now have a grand opening of March 31st, Friday night, SmackDown. The night before night one of WrestleMania. I contemplated doing it on the Raw after Mania, but man, do I want this for WrestleMania weekend. So what I'm going to do, man, because it's going to be the largest audience that I have all year. Friday Night SmackDown on March 31st will be VIP only. All my paid subscribers, you will have access to the live stream chat on Friday Night SmackDown, the go-home show for WrestleMania Night 1. Then we rock and roll into WrestleMania Night 1, Night 2, and the Raw After Mania. And the venue... And my mother's basement will be open to everybody. Because I really, really want it for WrestleMania weekend. And I didn't want to have it go and happen without it being there for WrestleMania. So hopefully that's a good compromise for you guys. And we'll see you all on Friday night. March 31st, man. Should be a big one. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Everything you need is on the homepage. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at BlueChew. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. Make sure you guys go check them out, as always, for your free sample. BlueChew.com. want to thank them for, once again, supporting the podcast right here on Off The Script. Get on with the show, man. We're going to start off with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. They open Raw tonight, and they are the new Mega Powers. Finally back together right before WrestleMania. And they will be taking on the Usos for the WWE Undisputed 
Tag Team Championships. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So they're both in the ring. And they both go back at each other because they got huge ovations together. Owen says, I I think they like you. And then they start chanting for KO, KO. Sammy then says, well, buddy, I think they like you too. Owens pointed the crowd out as they were giving their loudest ovations for both Sammy and KO himself. Sammy says it feels great to be on the same page with Kevin Owens again. He said he totally gets why after Elimination Chamber for weeks, he said they just need to work together and didn't mention their friendship, treating it as a business transaction. He says he approached the whole thing wrong. He says they needed each other their whole careers and worked together as brothers to get ahead. Owens said he agrees, but he isn't sure if he understands that he's been the biggest fan of all for these these years whether he was fighting against him or with him. He said for the last six months, it was so frustrating to see Sammy in the bloodline under Roman Reigns' thumb. He told Sammy he outgrew them and was better than them by the end. He said he got through to him last week, and he was right when he said it was time to take down the bloodline together. Sammy then looks at the WrestleMania logo and then says, I think we both know what comes next. Friday, the hug was tremendous, man. The hug on Friday was tremendous. We talked about it on Friday night when we were live after SmackDown. WWE brilliantly played up that entire moment all throughout SmackDown on Friday night. And all KO, it was abundantly clear what KO wanted from Sammy. KO wanted to work with Sammy, but KO's a hard ass. KO wants what he wants. Sammy continued to say, I I don't care if we're friends or not. We don't have to be friends. I just need you because with you and me, we're better together to take down the bloodline than if we were to do this individually. And like I said, it became abundantly clear what KO wanted. And all KO wanted was Sammy to tell him after all this time, bro, I love you. I I need you. You're my best friend. And that's exactly what Sami Zayn said in the following segment on Friday, KO gets into his car, drives away, shows up by the end of the night, saves Sami from a bloodline beatdown, and then they hug and they reunite. Excellent. It's all he wanted. And I loved it. Actually, real, genuine emotion. It's what they built this storyline off of. 
Sammy says, I think we both know what comes next. And then out comes the Usos. Jay is on the microphone. Jay is so good, man. He has come into this, this just elite level of just on-screen character. His promo, his presence, his aura, everything about him. He yells into the microphone. That's what a backstabber looks like. Jay said they're going to backstab each other because that's the type of family that they are. Sammy told Jay, that's funny because everyone knows his dream is to backstab Reigns, seed planted. There's a reason why these things are being said. That's not the first time Sami Zayn has said that either. He said that on multiple occasions, multiple weeks to Jay Uso. They're letting you know. They're giving you a glimpse into the future. Jimmy says they can stare at that WrestleMania sign, but it won't happen. Owen says they all know where this is going. The fans aren't stupid. We're not stupid. You guys are not stupid. There's the only way we can settle this. And that is one place. WrestleMania. The grandest stage of them all. Jimmy says they don't deserve a shot at their titles because they've been on the same page for three minutes where he and Jay have been on the same page since day one. Jay looked at Jimmy and said, to be honest, this might be our one shot to put this Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens problem in the dirt. He said they accept the brother versus brother match. Then they attack Sami and KO. The Usos got the better of them at first. Sami and KO made a comeback. And the Usos backed off, picked up chairs from the, uh, the outside of the uh, ring, and teased attacking both Sammy and KO with chairs. And that's when officials and referees came out to really break things up before it got any worse between the four guys. I, I thought this was a, a tremendous segment. It, it, it was very simple, very straightforward. Did what it needed to do. We got the match. We got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on the same page. We got the Usos out there not backing down from a fight at all. The match is made. It is now the unofficial, official main event of WrestleMania as far as I'm concerned. And like I told you guys before, just the vibe between what happened on this night here and then the way WWE went about building and giving Rhea Ripley her her moment tonight. Charlotte wasn't on the show. I mean, it is absolutely a clear indication to everybody watching what the main events of WrestleMania are. And I mean, the last match that you will see on both nights, it is the bloodline. Cody and Roman, night two. Sammy KO and the Usos, night one. It is not that difficult to understand. And WWE told you tonight without telling you what the more important match is for night one in the main event. Look, if Charlotte and Rhea Ripley were so important, they'd be all over fucking TV. It's not, and they're not. And that match didn't open the show tonight and and was given the preferential treatment. It was in the middle of the show with a very scripted robotic promo by Rhea Ripley. And Charlotte wasn't even there. Give me a break. Austin Theory. He goes one-on-one with Montez Ford. Before that, there was a Snickers commercial. Now, I don't know if I should take this to be serious or not, but we got a Snickers commercial, and it's in my notes because I just found it to be very weird placement 
the timing of it really kind of caught me off guard. Uh, a Snickers commercial that featured AJ Styles and Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker mingling with the main roster guy, AJ Styles of all people, in a Snickers commercial, which I'm assuming is one of their major sponsors for WrestleMania. Styles was telling Braun Breaker that no matter how good the soap smells, never walk out of the bathroom smelling your finger. Another commercial for Snickers here with Braun Breaker and AJ Styles only indicates to me that Braun Breaker may be on his way to the WWE main roster. He's certainly losing that title to Carmelo Hayes at Stand and Deliver. What am I doing for Stand and Deliver? I may be actually doing a live reaction on Saturday afternoon. I'll let you guys know. Because I ain't doing a fucking review of the show, not on WrestleMania Saturday. I'm saving my energy and strength for WrestleMania. But Braun Breaker absolutely is getting called up, and I found it very funny that he was featured in this commercial out of everybody else. Pretty pretty easy to, to, to tell where Braun Breaker is going to end up after WrestleMania. Austin Theory versus Montez Ford. I'll tell you what, man. This, I'm telling you right now, the match itself didn't really mean much of anything. WWE does these things for a reason. Austin Theory is going to be a future WrestleMania main event guy. Montez Ford is going to be a future main event guy for WWE. I can absolutely see this being a future WWE championship match somewhere down the line. Five years or so, you'll be looking at these two guys in the main event of WrestleMania. This is the future of WWE right here. They're letting you know exactly what they think of Montez Ford, giving him a spot like this against Austin Theory. And Austin Theory is going to be that guy because you, you can tell that they're grooming him for that. Look at who they have him in the ring with at WrestleMania. This is one of those, a glimpse into the future matchups. And it's always good. And it's only going to get better. Theory picked up the win here. Ford knocked Theory over the barricade. He did a sit-down pose with two happy fans in the crowd, kind of made their night there. Ford looked into the camera. We go to commercial break. Come back from commercial break. He had a flying crossbody, some clotheslines, a back elbow, belly-to-back suplex, standing moonsault. He then hit Theory with a DDT, followed a big flip dive to the outside. Back in the ring, Theory avoided the frog splash, and he hit the rolling drop kick, which looked great, and then followed up with an A-town down for the one, two, three. So a quick little match here, went about eight minutes or so, and Austin Theory gets that win, keeps that momentum going into WrestleMania. Theory looked into the camera and said, John Cena didn't believe in him now, but at WrestleMania, you will. I mean, like I said, man, I'm not really expecting much from John Cena or Austin Theory at this point. I mean, what was said was already said. I said this a couple weeks ago when John Cena was on Monday Night Raw. John Cena basically did a lot for the setup of this match when he was there. He did more than most of these matches have been given as far as build is concerned. So 
John Cena let everything out in that promo with Austin Theory. There really isn't much left to be said. It's just WWE now is in a position where they're just turning their wheels that, that they just need to get to WrestleMania. There's not much else that they can do to tell the story unless John Cena has a video package promo somewhere or uh, they, they, they have something pre-recorded with John Cena that was recorded the last time he was there. But don't expect anything groundbreaking or in addition to what we've been given. John Cena let it all out in that promo with Austin Theory, and that's your build. The reasons they gave you existed in that promo. Match is going to be great. Very much looking forward to it. Bloodline. They're in the back, in their dressing room. And Roman Reigns is sitting amongst his family. The Usos, they're in Roman Reigns' locker room. Reigns said it wasn't the best start to their evening. And it looked like they took a beating out there. Jimmy said nothing can hit him harder than being torn away from his brother and then sit here and have to answer to it like it's my fault. Oh, my goodness. Reigns looked up at Jimmy, not appreciating his tone. He then said, I will never forgive Sami Zayn for this. Reigns relaxed, and Jimmy obviously made it clear that he was blaming Sami Zayn, so Reigns, on high alert, kind of came down a little bit. Reigns called for Heyman. He said, "Everyone, everybody leaves us. Heyman was sad but left. As everyone was leaving, Reigns told Jay to stay. Reigns then chatted with Jay, who looked like he was called in to get reprimanded at school. And they cut to a commercial break without saying much of anything. We get back from commercial break, and we're right back in the locker room with Roman Reigns and Jay Uso, who were there, and they were both staring at the floor. They weren't even looking at each other. Reigns looked over at Jay and said, hey, it's been a minute. I haven't seen you. I haven't heard from you. I got to beg your brother to get some answers. And now you're making decisions. You're back in the family and you're already making decisions. In order to make decisions, you got to be a part of the bloodline. Are you with us? Are you bloodline? Are you still my friend? Jay looked up and said, I'm with you. I'm bloodline, Oos. Rain stared at him for a couple of seconds and then said, yeah, I hope so. That's all I needed to hear. He nodded and said, I'll see you later. Jay stood up. Rain stopped him and looked over him one more time and said, I love you. Jay did not say, I love you back. He stood and left. Heyman re-entered and asked Reigns if he got the answers he was looking for. Reigns said, yes, wise man, I did. Now, I don't know how you guys interpret it. Let me go back to the Jimmy Uso part of this promo or this little segment here with the bloodline. Jimmy was sitting next to Roman Reigns and Jimmy said nothing can hit him harder than being torn away from his brother and then to sit here and have to answer to this like it's my fault. Reigns looked up at Jimmy, obviously angry, and then Jimmy said, I will never forgive Sammy Zayn for this. Now, Reigns kind of relaxed in his, in his anger when he realized that Jimmy 
is blaming Sami Zayn for this, and Jimmy's not blaming Roman, but it certainly made it feel like Jimmy was blaming Roman for the problems before we even got Sami Zayn mentioned here. So that was the intriguing part. That was the most intriguing part out of all of this because Jimmy seemed to vent about Roman. It's a Roman in that. And then Roman asks Jay where he stands, telling him that he loved him, and Jay never said, I love you back. So WWE is, is trying to create tension and this rift between family members in the bloodline, but I don't think it's going to happen right now. I don't. WWE, you know, like I said to you guys in the beginning of the show, what you're watching here is the proper steps to WWE storytelling, setting themselves up for the next Bloodline book to be published. That's, that's all this is. They are setting the foundations here. We're seeing possible developments. They're laying the groundwork for everything that you are hearing and seeing and playing out on TV, there's a lot of different ways to possibly read this. That's what the story of the bloodline has become. That's why a lot of people have claimed that this is the greatest story in WWE history. Look at all the ways to read everything that was going on here. It could go in multiple different ways. It keeps everything so open-ended where nobody really knows exactly where it's going to go except for the people that are involved here. And as a viewer, I really appreciate that. But man, oh man, are they laying the groundwork for possible developments here in the bloodline and a possible rift between Jimmy, Jay, and Roman Reigns leading into WrestleMania. All of this is actually going to enhance what happens at WrestleMania. That tag team title match now with Jimmy, Jay, Sammy and KO is now even more intriguing because of what's going on here. Cody and Roman is now even more intriguing because of what's happening here. A lot of people are predicting a bloodline split at WrestleMania. I, I don't think a bloodline split at WrestleMania is where we want to go. I think the bloodline needs to come out of this still intact, but damaged. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to win the tag team championships. I cannot see the end of the bloodline at WrestleMania. I, I need to see the end of the bloodline develop a little bit more. There needs to be more involved. Cody needs to be involved. We've already seen that beginning stages of Cody Rhodes being a problem, getting involved and interjecting himself into personal bloodline business. Sammy was not enough to kill the bloodline. Sammy and KO is not going to be enough to kill the bloodline. Sammy and KO will dent the armor of the bloodline. Cody will be the final bullet in the bloodline. And the Usos and Solo are going to be the ones to lower the grave and pour the dirt on the fucking grave and nail that tombstone into the ground. Everything that you're seeing here, everything you're seeing develop on TV is, is exactly what I feel is the story. There's only one thing that's going to end Roman. It's not going to be Cody. Cody is not beating Roman Reigns clean. I don't think WWE is in a position where they want to give Roman away and give that first loss to anybody. I don't give a shit who it is. 
Roman's going to reach 1,000 days. Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns will continue after WrestleMania because this is not, this can't be it. This is a mega, mega, mega match that has so much more life, life in it after WrestleMania. The life in it is Roman as champion. The life in it is Cody as a babyface chasing. The end of the story is the bloodline turning on Roman and Cody reaping the rewards for it. Why would you give that all away at WrestleMania? That's not good that's not good storytelling. You're leaving so much left on the table there. Uh, you're doing yourself more harm than anything. You know you got mega 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 millions waiting to be written. But you don't want to write the sequel. It's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. So this is why I love this segment. This was one of the best segments, if not the best segment next to Cody and Roman at the end of the show. Because this, this really opened up exactly where WWE may be going with all this stuff. You got to understand one thing, guys. I don't sit here and watch the show like you guys do. You guys, some of you guys watch the show on the surface and watch to watch and watch to enjoy. I have to sit here I sit with this fucking iPad in my lap every single night. I sit with my phone next to me every single night. I watch these shows and I dissect this shit. Am I right all the time? No. Most of the time I am. Am I right all the time? No. But I would not steer you guys wrong as far as giving you what you need to hear. I genuinely don't believe Cody winning the championships is the right move to tell the story moving forward. Cody needs to struggle. Cody needs to struggle. The bloodline needs to struggle. Cody needs to fucking rise up and get to a point where he can be the recipient, the one that deserves, the one that's earned the right to be called the champion. I just don't see that right now going into WrestleMania. More needs to be written there. Trust me, I want a world championship back on Monday Night Raw just as badly as the next guy. But I'm not going to use that as the one catalyst to take the belts off of Roman Reigns because the guy who they put it on, Cody, great. Roman really hasn't done anything to sit there and say, well, I'm not champion anymore. Is there a good reason? Roman Reigns has every reason to be the champion right now, even still after... Three years. Why would we do that to him? Cody needs a little bit more seasoning. Put him back in the oven. Let him sit there and let him marinate. Then we'll be good to go. WWE announced the Fatal 4-Way men's tag team match at WrestleMania. The Street Profits versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Alpha Academy or what is left of the Alpha Academy, because Otis looks to be in the maximum male losers, and the Viking Raiders, fatal four-way. Nothing on the line. Nothing on the line between these four teams. Uh, I wish there was a tag team title opportunity that was uh, available for this match, but regardless, it gets everybody on the show. This is what WWE is doing to get everybody involved, man. They get everybody involved on, uh, on WrestleMania. And like I said on Sunday night, WWE added these 
four-way tag team matches, one for the men, one for the women. We don't really know where Bray Wyatt is at this point. We don't really know what's going on with Bobby Lashley, if he's going to be involved or not. I don't know. So WWE needed to get some more matches on the show because that one might not be included, which may be a good thing, depending on who you ask. I didn't really give a shit about it, and neither did you, so don't bullshit me. Byron Saxon interviewed Adam Pearce backstage about the WrestleMania showcase matches, the ones that I just mentioned. That's what they're calling them to really make them sound better than they really are. He was interrupted by Chelsea Green, who started talking down to him. She asked to see the manager, not knowing that Adam Pearce was the guy who makes the matches on both Raw and SmackDown on TV. She told Pierce she made matching gear for her partner and her, Carmella, who isn't available tonight. She said that he better not have a problem letting her and Piper Niven team instead. Piper Niven walked in. Chelsea Green said Niven will help her destroy the competition and asked him to make sure it becomes official. Pierce said, listen, I'm still finalizing who will be in the women's WrestleMania showcase match. She said he doesn't want to make her angry or she's going to complain on social media. So, um, I don't care. What happened to Carmella? I don't know. You know, believe it or not, Carmella and Chelsea Green actually look like a decent little tag team there. Don't know what happened to Carmella in the long term. But now we got Carmella out and Piper Niven in. I didn't care then. I certainly don't care now. We got a video package of Brock Lesnar and the mighty Nigerian giant. WWE gave us a list of Lesnar WrestleMania accomplishments here or a list of accomplishments in general for Brock Lesnar, including some UFC photos from his time in the UFC. Then it focused on Omos and compared him to the great Kali. <laughs> shit. They're comparing him to the great Kali. <laughs> oh my god, man. You gotta be you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. Holy shit. Are you fucking serious? Then they compared him to the <laughs> being compared to The Undertaker. It's amazing. Great Kali. 
As if he did anything, man. As if Kali did anything of note in the company. This graphic noted that Omas is two inches taller than Shaquille O'Neal. Two inches taller than Shaquille O'Neal. This graphic also noted that his hands are twice the size of the average man's hands. Does this translate into him being a legitimate, watchable, decent pro wrestler? The answer is no. You can list off all of these accomplishments. You can do whatever you got to do to fucking paint a pretty picture for this match and, and tout that the, 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 the clip last week, the, the botch heard around the world before we even got to Los Angeles, did 10 million views on YouTube. This does not mean a single fucking thing. All it does is make Vince McMahon's dick hard for Omos and Brock Lesnar. That's all it does. Who cares? The great Kali even being mentioned on TV is a joke. But, I mean, Omos being compared to the great Kali, holy shit, man. Comparisons like that, I mean, that doesn't paint a pretty picture at all. And can we stop mentioning his name in the same breath as The Undertaker? I mean, there is only one Undertaker, and Omos will never, ever, ever, in a, a zillion lifetimes, live up to what The Undertaker is. Give me a break. Omos wrestled Mustafa Ali. Match went one minute. That was it. Omos had the vice slam on Ali for the win. Uh, what did Ali do to piss somebody off? That's what I want to know. What did Ali do to piss Triple H off? Yet this guy is still with the company. Ali should have a WrestleMania match instead of Omos, as far as I'm concerned. Next week, they have a weigh-in. That's right, you heard it first, man. If you didn't, if you didn't watch Monday Night Raw, Omos and Lesnar next week have a fucking weigh-in. You tell me Vince is not booking Monday Night Raw? Holy shit, Triple H really must have given Vince McMahon the fucking free reign to do whatever the fuck he wanted with this match. Weigh-ins and fucking confrontations and botches. Great Kali. You fucking brain. What's your bathroom match going to be? Jesus fucking Christ, man. You better hope you're not in there for more than three minutes. Moving on. We went backstage. Logan Paul was walking to the ring with his father. Miz ran up to Logan and said his publicist was trying to get a hold of him to find out where he was going to be tonight and what he was going to ask him tonight. He assumed Logan wanted him to be his guest on Impulsive, but Logan laughed in his face and said, Ah, no, that's going to be a hard no. His father asked, who the fuck was that? And Logan didn't even answer. So Logan gets to the ring. We got impulsive, and that's where things completely go downhill for Mr. Logan Paul. Impulsive. 
Let's get a little impulsive, shall we? I didn't say that. Logan Paul did. He pointed at the big screen, and there was a brief vignette that aired with him having various celebrities on his podcast. He said that Seth Rollins said last week, the fans don't want him in their house. He said that's too bad because this week they're in his house. He told them to boo all they want. He said the reality is he doesn't need to be there because he's already made his millions off of his name and his brand. He said it's sad that people don't love him. He said two people in the crowd love him. His dad, who I dragged to St. Louis, and a kid with the sign in the front row with something about prime energy drink written on the sign. He said no matter how many superstars I beat up, they won't ever respect him. He says he doesn't care because it's not his fault that you dorks refuse to see the amount of talent standing in front of you. He said he is a 360-degree entertainer. He said there's nothing he can't do, no seat he can't fill, and no wrestler on the roster he can't compete with. I'm that good. He said that's why he didn't invite anyone to be on his show because he can do it all. Plus, none of his celebrity friends wanted to come to St. Louis. They'd be out of here faster than the St. Louis Rams. Ha ha. I mean, the Los Angeles Rams. He says he's looking forward to returning to L.A., the home of the Rams, to wrestle Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. He said Seth is one of the top three in this business, and it's an honor to share the ring with him. He says he was talking with his brother, uh, about how it's hard to be afraid of a guy named Seth. He said, Seths are nice guys, such as Seth Rogen and Seth Curry. He says he and Seth might have been good friends if Seth was open to it. He said he'd like a replay of him knocking Seth out two weeks ago. So uh, he got all excited about the replay playing over and over and over again. Then all of a sudden, Logan's mic goes out and Seth is in the production truck messing with the controls and revealing that he turned Logan Paul's microphone off. Maybe Kevin Dunn went on a wood break. I don't know. We didn't see the beaver sitting in the production truck. So Seth turned his mic off. He gets up from the production truck, makes his way out to the ring. Seth all of a sudden gets out there, tackles Logan Paul. Referees and producers start separating them. They broke free. They start brawling on the announce desk. Seth swept Logan's leg, and he crashed onto the table. Security then pulled Seth off of Logan. Seth climbed to the top rope and dove off the top rope, but Logan's security guys tried to step in and intercept. Seth dove on top of them, and these fucking geeks had one job to do, and that was to catch Seth Rollins in midair, which they did not. Because Seth flew off the top rope and landed hard way on the floor. It almost looked like he overshot them, but they did nothing to break his fall at all. And he landed off the top rope hard way. Hopefully he is all right. And then he gets back up and Logan is waiting there with another right hand. Knocked him out and that was the whole premise of this entire segment. One more time and third time's a charm indicating that it's going to take one punch at WrestleMania. That was what he did with Roman Reigns. All it's going to take is one punch, and I'm going to be the world champion. 
Logan Paul suffered out there a little bit, man. He struggled out there mightily for uh, what was, uh, it felt like an eternity out there. Lame jokes, shitting on the crowd by mentioning their former football team, shitting on the city that he's in. You know, Logan Paul, Logan Paul could be a great heel, man, but they got him out there shilling the most generic heel one-liners to get heat in St. Louis, man. I mean, if they let him go out there and be himself, he'd be much more natural and much more organic. And then in turn, us watching at home would actually say, all right, this guy's a fucking, this guy's a heel. They got him out there doing wrestling one-on-one, healing it up in fucking a city that primarily is a great wrestling city. And then him shitting on the city and its people and, and, and its football team or their ex-football team. So much better could have been done here. And maybe he did need a guest because he didn't really stand out there on his own and do very well at it. And, and none of this is going to be important anyway because we're going to get to WrestleMania. He's going to get in the ring with Seth Rollins and it's going to be a banger. And nobody's going to give a fuck what was happening on this show. And Nobody's going to go back to the, to the Monday Night Raw in St. Louis and say, oh, oh man, I hated that match because what Logan Paul said in St. Louis. That was a terrible promo. Who gives a fuck? Rough night for him. Going to be a banger at WrestleMania. Let's move on. Dominic Mysterio. He went one-on-one with Johnny Gargano. Before that, we got Miz and Maurice singing a WrestleMania the musical. This was awful. I don't know who came up. Man, this, I, I'm listening to this Miz musical. If you guys are on social media, WWE said they posted it on their social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter and probably TikTok. I mean, I'm listening to this, I'm watching this, and I'm like, holy shit, did Vince, did Vince really go out there and order something like this to be done? Man, this was fucking awful. I don't know how anything this bad made it onto television. You want people to take WrestleMania seriously. I don't know how you look at this and say, oh, man, I can't wait to watch WrestleMania. Shit was fucking terrible. Easily, the best thing about it was his wife. Dominic Mysterio. One-on-one with Johnny Gargano. Uh, I did not expect Johnny Gargano to uh, wrestle Dominic Mysterio and then take an L. But this has been the fate of Johnny Gargano. On the main roster. No Rhea Ripley out there with Dominic. He was out there with uh, Damian Priest instead. Not a bad match. Dominic seems to be getting a little bit better in the ring. Uh, Nothing is official on the match with Rey Mysterio yet. They're going to wait until the very end to make sure uh, everything goes according to plan. They're going to do this thing possibly at WrestleMania and it's going to be announced at the last minute. Johnny Gargano, man. I don't know. I said this last week. I said this, I think, the week before as well. They got to do something with Johnny Gargano after after WrestleMania is over. Hopefully he has more of a a Gunther-like in-ring prowess after WrestleMania. He's just too good to be floating in the middle of nothing. I, I don't know where they go with him. I don't know if they're waiting for Ciampa to come back. I mean, who knows what they got lined up for Johnny Gargano. And for the love of fucking God, man, can we change this guy's theme music, please, to, to the old, to the old 
rebel heart. This new rebel heart silences crowds everywhere they go. It's awful. It's just genuinely awful to the ears. It emits no excitement. It doesn't pop a crowd. It's so dull and lifeless. And you got this guy coming out there to zero reaction. Gargano hit a dive, but Dominic took control after driving Gargano's injured ribs into the steel steps, into the barricade. Dominic, he was in control, and Gargano countered out of a three amigos, came back with a spear. Dominic tried begging Gargano off before yanking Gargano into the turnbuckle. Dominic tried a cover with his feet on the ropes for a leverage pin, but the referee caught him, and Gargano followed with a super kick. Gargano then ducked a 619 before hitting a clothesline. Lawn dart, super kick, almost got a three on Dominic, but Dominic kicked out of the two. They're on the top rope. They're battling up top. Dominic dropped Gargano, followed with a frog splash as Gargano was laying on his stomach right across Gargano's back and the injured ribs. And that was basically it. Dominic pins Johnny Gargano on Monday night. And gets the victory over Johnny Wrestling. After the match was over, Dominic took the microphone and once again started talking about his father. Dominic talked about his good-for-nothing father and how he denied his challenge for a match at WrestleMania. He says he isn't going to stop until he gets what he wants. He said he knows that this Friday night the entire Mysterio family will be there live. He said that's the same family that blocked his number and kicked him out of the group chat that they have and wanted nothing to do with him. He said that's okay, though, because the Judgment Day's group chat is much better. He said he figured a way out to get or figured a way to get him to accept his match. He said that's when he says hello to his mom and asked her permission to wrestle him at WrestleMania. That is, if you can get the balls, your balls... Out of her purse. So he's going to be a mama's boy. He's going to go ask mommy. His real mommy. Not Rhea. His real mom. Ma, can I wrestle daddy at WrestleMania? Sounds like Dom needs a trip to my mother's basement. I don't know if that's going to work or not, but uh, I think Dom's going to have to come up with a better idea to get a WrestleMania match out of Rey Mysterio. Backstage, the Usos were chatting with Solo. Heyman says that they were waiting for the Tribal Chief, but the jet is ready. Go to the jet. Seafood was just delivered. He says he wants them to take the rest of the night off and indulge. Solo, not you. The Tribal Chief wants to talk to you. So Solo is not going to enjoy the mahi-mahi. On the private catered jet. Sucks to be solo. I'm not a fan of seafood. So more for the Usos. We got a promo here from Edge. Edge looked like he was, I don't know where this was. He was in a darkened room. It looked like a a really shitty green screen. It's almost like they green screened his fucking head into a darkened background. and, And no body. Really. Very odd-looking fucking promo from Edge. He was in this dark space. Nothing but his face was shown on screen. Candles surrounding his floating head in the scene. 
They added this creepy music into it, and he said he is caged so he can function in society, but inside the cell, he will be caged no more, ironically. He told Balor to leave Finn at home and bring your demon to meet the devil. Looks like we're getting Demon Balor versus Brood Edge. Think everybody kind of expected that at that point. So we'll see what happens. Rhea Ripley. She's out there and she's in street clothes. Talking about WrestleMania and her match with Charlotte Flair. She spoke about facing Charlotte at WrestleMania. She criticized Charlotte for continuing to reference her match against her at her first WrestleMania. When she was still trying to make a name for herself and earn some respect. She said Charlotte sees herself as a leader, but leaders respect others. She said Charlotte won't ever respect her, and that's fine. She said she brings out all of Charlotte's insecurity. That mask, you mask all of those insecurities as conf- confidence. She told fans not to what her because she started, get, started getting the what chance. She said the fans are pathetic. She said Charlotte tries to keep people down. She said it's over for her and she's washed up. She said she'll show her that her insecurities are true and that she doesn't need Charlotte to respect her, but she will fear her. So Rhea Ripley was kind of in the news as of late this week, and uh, she was actually uh, trending on social media today with what she said because she ripped on fans following her at the airport and will no longer sign anything if what they have isn't a personal photo of them together. So, WWE apparently is aware of all this. They're not happy with these fans showing up at airports, especially the fans that come to the airports and follow their superstars with fucking boatloads of merchandise for the superstars to sign. Because realistically, it's taking WWE... And the superstars, it's taking money out of WWE's pockets. And it's taking money out of their superstars' pockets. Because all these people are going to do is sign, you know, get this shit signed. And they're going to fucking shill it on eBay or Macari or one of these fucking apps and sell it for mega money. And it's lame and it's sad and it's pathetic that these people go to these lengths to do what they do to these superstars. Now... Rhea Ripley tweeted today that she will no longer sign anything that is not a personal photo. She tweeted this, and I quote, People need to respect that no means no. At airports, do not follow me outside. Today has put me off completely. I will not sign anything that isn't a personal photo of us anymore. Hate me, I don't care. Disagree with me. Try putting yourselves in our shoes for one bloody day. Rey Mysterio had a similar incident at an airport, and he did his best to accommodate fans around him, but he also did not take it lightly that fans were following him in the airport with fucking boxes of shit for them to sign. Liv Morgan. There was a clip of Liv Morgan recently that went floating around on social media. She was a little bit more of a better sport, But the look on her face basically said, fuck off. I got to get the hell out of here. But she ended up signing 
things for these fans anyway. Yes, it comes with the territory. Nobody's denying that it comes with the territory. But if they're at the airport and they're not in character and they're away from the TV, why do you have to be so fucking weird? Like, how, how, do, you know, how do you know where Rhea Ripley's fucking flight is? How do you know what airport she's at? How do you know what time her flight is? How do you know what gate number she is? Like, I, like, I, I don't understand you people. Wrestling fans are the most fucking weirdo, bizarre people in any community. I, I, never, I never see anything like this being talked about in, in any other sport. It's only wrestling. It's only wrestling. And then the fans get upset when they pressure the superstar to do this and they emit this weird, psycho, pedo fucking behavior. And, and this is what they do. They get upset. I don't really understand why you would go and treat them like that away from the TV show. They're normal human beings. Never in my life did I get starstruck by anybody, man. I'm a little nervous to even approach anybody. I mean, I work House of Glory with the fucking talent that comes through House of Glory. I mean, I could have had any anybody interviewed on this channel. I don't even bother. I respect them so much that I don't even go into the fucking locker room. I'm not a part of that environment. I got a job to do. I stay by myself with my fucking team. My job is to call their matches. That's it. Or if I see somebody at a dinner table somewhere out when we're in a big city and, and, and there's a wrestler in the same vicinity, I'll go up to them when they got nothing going on, shake their hand, tell them that I appreciate, blah, 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 and keep it moving. Or if they're at the dinner table, wait till they're fucking finished with dinner and then approach them, not bothering them on their fucking personal time. Nobody's saying you can't go up to them, but I mean, this type of behavior is fucking weird. And I don't blame Rhea Ripley for taking that stance. I don't. Good for her for putting her foot down. Maybe others will follow. Others should follow. Stop with the weirdo behavior. Wrestling fans are the most vile, disgusting and pathetic species of fan, period. This is what the wrestling fan has become. Then they go on social media behind some fucking fake account and some weird-looking avatar with a bunch of fucking numbers as their handle, and then they want to cry injustice. Oh, my God. Rhea Ripley's a bitch. Britt Baker's a bitch. Or, or whoever. Rey Mysterio's a cunt. Like, I don't understand you people. Maybe if you weren't a fucking loser, maybe Rhea Ripley won't have to tweet this shit out today. You should see these people in broad daylight. Who the fuck wants to see these people? Probably goblin, gremlin-looking motherfuckers who haven't showered in three fucking days. Get away from me. I don't blame her at all. So she cut this promo. Bailey... Bailey walks out with Dakota Kai and EO Sky. Bailey said they respect Rhea for putting Charlotte in her place. She said she expected her to bring her up when she was talking about being a leader. She said she pinned Charlotte in her first WrestleMania and she can offer her help if she needs it. Rhea Ripley said she doesn't need help from her or damage control. 
Bailey says she thought she'd say that because she's gotten so cocky lately. Ripley told her to try to knock her out of her ring. Bailey said, well, it looks like I'm the only one in ring gear because Rhea was in street clothes. Rhea said, bring it. And Adam Pearce sent a referee out there immediately to make the match official. Two things here. Two things here. Rhea Ripley's great. Don't get me wrong. Rhea Ripley's great. Uh, Her promo is not. Rhea Ripley still struggles with a promo. Now, what she's done in damage control to kind of change her entire gimmick and her character and, and her vibe has been tremendous. But the promo work is still very much rough around the edges. Rhea Ripley has this problem where when she speaks... It almost jumps off the screen as if she's trying to memorize what was written for her and she's reading it as if she tried to memorize it in the back before she actually went out to cut the promo. She reads it as if she's reading a script. If this makes any sense to you. It doesn't sound organic. It doesn't sound natural. It doesn't sound like it's genuine and from the heart. It it sounds like she's reading words on a piece of paper that was written for her by somebody else. That's not good. That's not main event. That's not good. And it's not good for somebody that we know in Rhea Ripley is fucking great and on her way to being the star that this this division needs. Gotta do better than that. Gotta do better than that. Was it a bad segment? No. The promo, the delivery is bad. What she said was right. It's just the way that she says it and delivers the words that she's trying to get across. Bailey. I don't know what they're doing with Bailey and damage control. I'm telling you this right now, man. Damage control, you know, you talk about the bloodline at WrestleMania. If there's one group that needs to break up at WrestleMania, it's damage control. I'm taking Bailey the fuck out of there. And I'm having EO and Dakota break up, turn on Bailey, turning Bailey babyface, and having Bailey get far away from these two as humanly possible, man. This group has been a failure. This group is a failure. And this group is going nowhere. Bailey needs to go on her own, and Bailey needs to be a babyface. Where they go with EO and Dakota, I don't really give a shit. But damage control needs to come to an end. It's one of the things that Triple H tried. With, and I give him credit, but man, was this a fucking bomb. Rhea Ripley versus Bayley. EO and Dakota are out there with Bayley. This match went 11 minutes or so. Rhea Ripley was out there basically all by herself. And then we get Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus coming out, kind of playing up the six-woman tag team match at WrestleMania. Bailey hit a belly to belly, but Ripley kicked out at one. Bailey hit another one, but Ripley countered with a slam of her own. Bailey came right back with a punt kick. Ripley booted Bailey and applied a standing inverted cloverleaf, but Bailey got a rope break. Damage control helped Bailey get to the rope, so Ripley went after Dakota Kai. All of this nonsense on the outside allowed Bailey to drop Ripley over the top rope, so Lita and Tristratus took out Kai and Io. While Lynch backed Bailey back into the ring, Bailey turns around right into a riptide, and Ripley picked up the pinfall over Bailey. 
It doesn't mean much of anything. Ripley gets the win. She's in the bigger match. Bailey and Damage Control lose, as they will at WrestleMania. Like I said, get Bailey out of Damage Control and turn her babyface. This heel run and this group has failed. Ricochet versus Chad Gable. Anytime these two are on the show, it's always a banger. Whether it's in a match together or individually. Chad Gable found Otis getting a manicure in the back. Gable let him know that he's got the tag team match coming up at WrestleMania, the Fatal 4-Way. Gable says, I got us that match. I got us into that showcase match at WrestleMania. Gable has a match against Ricochet tonight, one of his opponents at WrestleMania, and he needed Otis at his side because Ricochet is going to have Braun Strowman by his side. Maxine Dupree showed up and wanted Otis to accompany her to a photo shoot. Some hand modeling she got for Otis. Gable pleaded with Otis to come with him. Otis looked at him. He looked at her. He looked back at him. And he decided to go with Chad Gable. Maxine was not happy. Ricochet and Chad Gable had a little bit of a Mini banger here. Could have watched these guys go another 10 minutes on top of the 10 that they went. Good stuff here. Ricochet dodged the moonsault, hit a rolling drop kick. Crowd was getting into it. Ricochet followed with a springboard clothesline and a running shooting star press for a two count. They traded cradles until Gable hit the cliffhanger DDT for two. Gable applied an ankle lock, but Ricochet slipped out, hit a super kick. Knee strike, Gable came right back with a dragon suplex. Otis was on the outside cheering on Gable, but Maxine is one persistent woman. She's out there. She came out, took Otis to the back. This distracted Gable. This allowed Ricochet to hit a shooting star press for the pinfall, and that was it. It was fun for 10 minutes, and then goodbye, Otis. Bianca Belair and Asuka, they teamed up tonight. Can they coexist? You need to tell me Vince is not booking this storyline, huh? Please tell me when I'm telling lies. Vince isn't booking this Raw Women's Championship match. Please name me one time. Name me one time Triple H booked something on NXT where the tag team of, or I should say, a a mega main event championship match existed on his show, and he paired champion and challenger together in a can-they-coexist storyline. I mean, did you ever see Johnny Gargano teaming up with Tommaso Ciampa while they were battling for the rights to NXT Black and Gold? Vince is absolutely booking this program. No doubt about it. Piper Niven and Chelsea Green, Bianca and Asuka win. This shit sucked. Oh my God, Bianca powered Piper Niven up in the KOD. I'm sure this is being discussed on all the soy boy fucking almond milk drinking geek podcasts. Look at how great Bianca Belair is with the KOD on Piper Niven. Oh my god, man! Piper Niven was so great! And Bianca is so strong! 
would be great if I didn't see it five other fucking times before it. You fucking break. Shit sucks. Can they coexist? That's what we've resorted to for Bianca Belair and Asuka going into WrestleMania, man. Can they coexist for the Raw Women's Championship? And then WWE, after the match was over, then they have Asuka attack Bianca Belair to the sound of fucking crickets. Crickets. So not only did they book two over baby faces, you put them in this shit storyline that has nothing behind it, and then you turn Asuka on Bianca to a point where fans are like, I don't want to boo Asuka. I like Bianca, but I don't want to boo Asuka. And there's no emotion at all. Who books this shit? How could you genuinely sit there and lie to your audience that this is good television? The Raw Women's Division is fucking egregious and it's terrible. If anything in the WWE needs an overhaul, it's this fucking division. Ridiculous shit. Awful. Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, they were the main event segment. This was easily the best back and forth that Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes have had so far. Reigns, Heyman, and Solo Sokoa made their entrance. Reigns took about seven minutes to get out there. Reigns took a deep breath. St. Louis acknowledged me. Cody's entrance theme interrupted, and Cody is out there standing face-to-face with Roman. Cody said normally he'd ask St. Louis what they want to talk about, but he knows what Reigns wants to talk about. He said he'd love it if Reigns could define for him what it means when they say they have a Cody Rhodes problem. Heyman stepped forward and was about to speak when Cody says he didn't want to hear from him. He asked Heyman to step back because he wanted to talk to Roman Reigns. Heyman says he won't like the answer. Reigns said Cody isn't the problem. He said the problem lies in what Cody represents. All right, here we go, man. I'm looking for some sort of answer here from Roman Reigns. Something along the lines of what I've prepped you guys on before we got to this segment tonight. He said Cody is what they used to be. A professional wrestler like their fathers. He made air quotes when he said professional wrestler. Oh, but J.D. Vince is not booking the show. We allowed professional wrestler to be said on Raw. Doesn't matter. We just got done with a can they coexist storyline. He's there. He said he's a fighter which has allowed him to become the megastar that he is today. He said when Cody didn't want to do his stardust thing, he ran away. Then you started a company and a promotion that you couldn't get over in, and then you ran away. Then you came here. I'm going to stop there. You know, when Roman Reigns said to Cody that he started a company 
and started a promotion that you couldn't get over in, and then you ran away. I mean, I don't know if I believe Roman Reigns when he said that. That could have been worded and really described to the fans in this promo so much better than what Roman Reigns actually gave tonight. That's not true at all. If Cody Rhodes wasn't over, AEW wouldn't even exist. Like I, I don't run the, I don't I don't understand the line of thinking there. If Cody Rhodes wasn't over, AEW wouldn't even be a thing right now. What he did was one fourth of the driving force for AEW. Was Cody Rhodes over by the time he wanted to step away? I mean, that's up for discussion. I don't know what was going on with Cody Rhodes. He wanted one thing. The fans wanted another. Tony Khan wanted something else. He got booed. People were getting bored of the current stagnation of Cody Rhodes over in AEW. But don't fucking tell me that Cody Rhodes started a promotion and a company and then he ran away because he couldn't get over in it. I mean, that's just a blatant fucking lie. I mean, I don't know if Roman's just joking or trying to be a comedian, but if if Roman believes what he said there, I mean, he's a fool. And if you believe Roman and what he said, you're a fool. Cody was over. Otherwise, AEW wouldn't even exist right now. Give me a break. Fans began chanting Cody. He said Cody came to the WWE, and then he got over. But then his body gave out. He said Cody came to the WWE, his body gave out. And he said April 2nd, obviously bringing up the torn pectoral muscle. He said on April 2nd, it's a lotto ticket for you. Your real moment, your real WrestleMania moment will be on April 3rd. He said when he wakes up that morning, he'll have to look in the mirror. He said he wants to deal with adversity in a way That his dad can be proud of. Otherwise, he'll do what he always does and run away like a little bitch. Cody said what Reigns is saying right now is true. I guess he's a little bitch. Cody said what Reigns is saying is true. He said the business broke his heart, but after he ran away, he did something that helped 100% of the locker rooms make more money, meaning start AEW. He says he started in WWE at 20 years old, said he wanted to be a superstar, said maybe he's just a runaway violent that likes the taste of blood in his mouth, just like every other professional wrestler. He says he's done hearing about his father. This is what really fucking raised my eyes. I'm like, he said he's done hearing and talking about his father. He said he'll vomit if he hears about it again. It only took you fucking five weeks. It only took you five weeks, Cody. He's done hearing and talking about his father. He said he'll vomit if he hears the name again. He says he doesn't work there. His brother works elsewhere. He says his mother would tell him, knock this boy out. And when he's down, hit him again for good measure. He said everyone knows what their WrestleMania match means for him. But what about Roman? He said, Roman is going to recall what it's like to lose. He said, when that happens, Jay is going to leave you. 
Reigns looked a little taken back by what Cody was saying now. He said, then Jimmy will leave him too. He said, Solo's been glaring at him all night. He said he learned when he was flanked by a champion that he thought he was ready for, he wasn't. He said, Solo will leave him too. He then said, Heyman will become an advocate again. He said, Reigns will be all alone. A Roman with no more Reigns. A chief without a tribe. Reigns dropped the microphone and left, and he was bothered by what Cody had said here. Cody then stepped up to Solo because Solo started staring at him even harder and yelled at Solo. So he said, you name the place. You want to do this now? Let's do it. Heyman and Reigns stopped, watched, and looked at Solo and Cody go at it verbally. Solo walked past Cody Cody began and, and began to leave. Cody said, it's just like I said. I knew you weren't ready. Solo took off the towel. He yelled. He was about to give Cody a Samoan spike, but Cody blocked it. Reigns then leapt onto the ring and stopped Solo before he got ahead of himself and had some words off of the microphone for Solo. And fans started chanting, you're not ready. You're not ready. That's the way Monday Night Raw went off the air. It's Cody Rhodes, a fortune teller. It's Cody Rhodes playing the role of a fortune teller going into WrestleMania. I don't think so. Not at this point in time. Did Cody just leave you with some breadcrumbs on where this potentially could be going? Yes. I've said this multiple times on this show tonight. No matter what Cody Rhodes said here tonight, this was the best promo between Roman and Cody face-to-face. They've only had a couple. Cody is not ready. Cody needs to be put through a little bit more of the process before we start crowning Cody Rhodes as the guy. I'm not ready to see Roman as champion. You're not ready to see Roman lose the championship, I should say. I'm not ready to see Roman Reigns lose the championship. Cody needs to struggle. The storyline of the bloodline is going to go into the next phase. That is going to continue to be the story on WWE television. How could you tell that without Roman Reigns as the leader of the bloodline? How could you tell that without Roman Reigns reigning as champion? How could you tell that story without Roman Reigns being the head of the table? You can't. As soon as he loses those championships, the entire aura of Roman Reigns is finished. Cody is not ready for that spot yet. Yet, he's the guy. We know he's the guy. He knows he's the guy. Everybody knows he's the guy. He's not ready for it yet. Give it time. I told you before, WWE has a very difficult time with Roman Reigns and him losing, period. They want a thousand days, they're gonna get a thousand days. March, it's March 20th, now 21. May 27th is a thousand days for Roman Reigns. We are basically there. Memorial Day weekend, Puerto Rico, backlash. He's going to go through backlash, king of the ring. It's going to be something the WWE is going to want to hold in their fucking record books. It's going to happen. 
WWE has a very difficult time beating Roman Reigns no matter who it is. They're not going to willingly beat him. At the end of the day, Cody Rhodes is a WWE guy, yes, but Cody left the WWE to become the guy who he is today on the indies, working New Japan, being in the Bullet Club with the Elite. Not in the Bullet Club, but with the Elite. A part of that whole fucking camp. Working AEW and starting AEW. They're going to give your... You think WWE is going to willingly give the WWE title to Cody Rhodes so soon? I just find it ridiculous to even think about. There needs to be more of the story that's told there. Cody will win the title, but Cody will not be the one to put the final blow into Roman Reigns' title run. It's going to be at the hands of his family. His family are going to be the deciding factor on when and where Roman's reign ends. Not Cody. WrestleMania is a great spot for that. But you can blame Cody getting injured for stalling this entire process. WrestleMania is not the time or the place. SummerSlam sounds like a little bit better of a place for Cody to reap all the rewards for all of this. Or maybe we see Dwayne at some point. I don't know. I don't know what we do, but Cody's not winning the title at WrestleMania. I think that's a big, big, big mistake. Anyway, guys, we're about to get into the Super Chats. I want to thank you guys for joining me here on the podcast. As always, we are going to get your questions out there and then get the hell out of here. But, man, I enjoyed this show tonight. Feeling a little bit better, man. Hopefully by uh, hopefully by dynamite, I'll feel 100%, man. A little bit of a head cold in the last four or five days or so. Got shit coming out of my nose that I wish wasn't. But it wasn't the C word, so we're all good. Nothing more than a head cold, no aches and pains or anything like that. So uh, we're on the mend here. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. We got 886 likes in the live stream right now. Make sure you guys go check that out and hit that thumbs up, man, please. If you have not done so. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We're going to hang out in just a second. Memberships are open. Hit that join button as always. Become a channel member right here on OTS. And follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. All the links you need for my socials are down in the description below. Tyler with a 199. Imagine AEW signs Goldberg and Nia Jax. God help us. Yeah, I don't know where these uh, Goldberg and Nia Jax discussions are coming from, man. I'm going to need you to shut that shit down immediately. If Goldberg ends up in AEW, man, fuck off. Sinister Classic with a six months... Could Roman possibly be setting Solo up to take out Jay for leaving the group? Hope you and Rage and everyone in the venue are doing great tonight. OTS for life. Eh, Possibly. Possibly, man. We don't know. If anybody takes out Roman, I think it's going to be a collective effort. 
Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. JD, two things. I'm excited for your mother's basement next Friday. Uh, it's not next Friday, is it? Yes, it is next Friday. I don't even know what fucking day of the week it is. Yeah, WrestleMania is just around the corner, Joseph. Yes, you are correct. Next Friday and the WrestleMania match you got hyped for but disappointed you in the end. There's so many, man. Ugh. There's so many. One that comes to mind is Triple H and Sting. That should have been better than what it was. Triple H, Dave Batista. Rock versus Cena 2. Gregory Benson with a 1999 Super Chat. Nobody wants to see Nia Jax working for any wrestling promotion ever. Keep her out. Ambrose Lesnar is another one, yes. Brock Goldberg, yes. Uh, Gregory, absolutely. Nobody wants to see Nia Jax working, period. Phil with a 1999 Super Chat. I don't know how you feel about the showcase matches, but to me, if the winners don't get tag team title matches, then... They shouldn't be happening. It seems like they're putting people on the card just to put people on the card. Well, Phil, the women's tag team Fatal 4-Way is for a number one contendership. The men's is not. So I don't know. But yes, they are just matches to get people on the card and nothing else. And Showcase is just their PR way to make the match sound better or more important than it really is. AJ and Shin is another one. Yes, absolutely. Well, WWE fucked that one up because it couldn't overshadow Roman and Lesnar on the same show. Michelle Moran with a $5 super chat. Roman J is mirroring Roman Sammy before Survivor Series, and Cody may have foreshadowed what's to come. A bloodline civil war, but who would be the face? I don't know. I think the uh, I think the boys would be the baby faces and Roman would be the heel. Nick Williams with a five dollar super chat. This ain't a prediction; it's a spoiler. Jay Uso is going to cost Roman the title at Mania, and the only thing people are going to remember is Roman who. Uh, I think that's a mistake, Nick. I think Roman needs to win at WrestleMania and retain the titles. Grimsley with a $2 Super Jack. Katana, Caden, at WrestleMania or Raw after Mania? Probably Raw after Mania. JP5150 with a 30 months in the OTS venue. JD, if there's something to look forward to on WrestleMania weekend, it's the grand opening of the new venue. Got my suit pressed and ready for it. Hashtag swag. Hashtag OTS. Come dress to impress, guys. Tommy Brannigan with a 14 months in the venue. So pumped about WrestleMania, JD. Should be awesome weekend for OTS. OTS for life. Thank you, brother. Noah Driscoll, the $5 Super Chat. What's good, JD? The closing segment was fire. 
I'll say it came a little too late, though. Perhaps we're seeing the start of the solo story. Anyways, much love. Thank you, Noah. Joseph King with a 13 months. My grand prediction is that the Raw after WrestleMania will be the debut of the Switchblade. Jay White, what do you think, JD? Uh, if there's one show where he will be on, it will be the Raw after WrestleMania. Yes. Al Thwen with 2,750 in Chilean pesos. Hi, JD. Great segment between Cody and Roman. Very happy for your grandmother's health. Only the best for you. Thank you, Elf. When uh, Grandma is in and out, still in the hospital. We don't know if she's going to return home. But she will be moved out of the hospital, I believe, in a week or so. And she will be going into rehab because right now she can't walk. So she may be going from rehab into a nursing home, man. And that, uh, and that sucks because she doesn't want that. So. We'll see what happens. Uh, Gringo. One month membership. Thank you, Gringo. Hi from Mexico, says Gringo. Thank you, Gringo. Missing Flatbread becomes a new member. Well, you better not be missing a cold beverage, Flatbread. What the fuck are you drinking? Jabril Mohammed with a 499. Why does it feel like WrestleMania's been two weeks away for the, for the last two months now? I have no idea, bro. It definitely feels like that. No doubt about it. They're just churning their wheels, man, or turning their wheels for sure. Uh, missing flatbread with a 999 Super Chat. If Roman is set to retain, does it make sense for him to do night one? Then put pressure on the Usos to retain night two, especially if we are heading towards more dissension in the bloodline. Uh, WWE will never do that, bro. No. Don't overthink it, man. Don't overthink it. Something might actually happen on one of these next couple of shows where Roman says something to the Usos and then they take it into the in, into WrestleMania night one and then they, they lose and then they end up blaming Roman for their loss. We don't know. Tenario with a $5 Super Chat. JD, what is your favorite WrestleMania stage design? I don't really have one, bro. I don't have one. I did quite enjoy the colors of 34, though. N with a $4.99. Why does Cody need a manufactured story about struggling? His whole career and return has highlighted his struggles. Also, prolonging it hurt Cody more. Bro, we're talking about a thousand days and you want to give it up because Cody won the Royal Rumble after being injured for seven months and then did nothing to really deserve it on the road to WrestleMania. There needs to be more story. Francisco, with the, listen, I could be wrong. Maybe they give him the title at WrestleMania. I don't think it's the right move. Francisco with the $2 Super Chat. I fell asleep watching Raw. This show sucked. John 10 with a 199. Bloodline will end, but two weeks ain't enough. No, it is not. Joey Marks with the new membership. Joey, what the fuck are you drinking, bro? Pizza Turd with eight months. 
I'm ready for a fresh start after Mania. Cody is a new champ. Titles being split, redesigned, a much-needed draft. Happy eight months OTS for life. Pizza turd. I hope all that you said happens, but I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Bryce Dobson with a new membership. Bryce, what the fuck are you drinking, brother? Jedi with a $10 super chat. What's up, JD? Quick question. If I credit you and link your channel in my chat, do I have permission to have your streams playing as background noise in my Twitch live streams? P.S. What the fuck are you drinking? Uh, Jedi, I, I, I would, I would, I would, uh, stay away from that. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sensitive about, uh, people reissuing and reusing my content, man. I appreciate it, though. Thank you. Uh, Newborn Saga with a 999. It leaves no message. Heisenberg with a 279. No way they compared Omos to Taker. Well, they did. Vince McMahon is out of his fucking mind, bro. DX Tricksters with a $2 super chat. How about KO Sammy versus DIY when Champa comes back? I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Max Mello, 94, 199. This show felt too scripted. Even for pro wrestling. Yeah. It was uh, a very, very scripted program tonight. Sidro, he's got two jokes. Get the crowd ready, guys. You guys ready over there? Sidro has two jokes. One, Kevin Owens has a brand new personal website. I hate it. There are too many pop-ups. Jesse is in the chat. He says, no exotic shotgun drop for me in the Destiny Raid, Root of Nightmares. Sidro, what do you call a duck with lots of money? Rich Swan. I like it. I like it tonight, Sidro. You got you got it tonight, brother. Thank you very much for the uh, entertainment. And Jesse. I don't know, man. I don't know why you I don't know why you bother coming here, bro, really. Anyway, uh moving on with the rest of the super chats. Brian the Dean with a 11-month membership. Thank you, brother. JD, will the WWE Universe actually boot Cody after a couple months as champ? I don't think so. I don't think so, man. 
Uh, Heisenberg with 279. People want Reigns to beat Bur- uh, Bruno's reign. Thoughts? That's that's way too long, bro. That's way, that's that's a little that's a little too much. Raging Girl Gamer with a 1999 Super Chat. JD doesn't know the day of the week, and you accept me to believe that, or expect me to believe that he doesn't love Omos or Charlotte. Hell, we got Rhea Ripley getting JD marked on her face tonight. Uh, JD is on her face all the all, all, all the time, every night. I don't know what to tell you. She's a fan of the show. Who wouldn't be? Thank you, Rage. Uh, Alex Smith with a new membership. Alex, what the fuck are you drinking, brother? Tyler says, JD, you are amazing. Keep it up with a 199. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, Zachary with a 499. What if Owens and Sammy lose at Mania 2? Then they have three on three with the bloodline. Winner takes all. No. No. Uh, Clone Force with a 499. Cody will win money in the bank at cash in like RVD against Roman, and that will set up a match at SummerSlam, and he wins it there, and Roman will blame his family. That's exactly what I'm talking about, man. Struggle. Sidro with a $5 super chat. Why did Carl Anderson hate the cake Gallows made for him? It was too sweet. A little simple on that one, Sidro. I I, I like it. I, I like it. I'd play the uh, venue clapping sound effect, but I don't want to interrupt my tune here. Danny Boy with a $5 Super Chat. I'm attending Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor on Friday and WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah, I won't be watching Ring of Honor, I don't think. Now, I I hate the fact that Ring of Honor is going to be happening on a uh, Friday night across from SmackDown. Nah. Um, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, man. I I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do there. Clone Force with a 499. After SummerSlam, Jay versus Roman feud during the fall will lead to The Rock returning and facing Roman at WrestleMania 40. Why possibly? Raging Girl Gamer with a 999. Roman was great on the mic tonight. Honestly, if Cody wins, fans will turn on him because that's how the IWC works. I just know it. Roman needs to win and lose at SummerSlam like Hooligram said before. I agree. I agree. Clone Force with a 499. If Cody actually ends up winning at SummerSlam instead... When will you have Orton and Cody feud happen? I say WrestleMania 40, they should do it. Yeah, that sounds about right. If Cody's winning that title at SummerSlam, he's holding it till WrestleMania. Easy. 
Clone Force with a 199. A return for AJ Styles versus LA Knight at WrestleMania. I don't know. AJ was back in that Snickers commercial with LeBron Breaker tonight, so I have no idea. Something like that deserves a, a proper buildup, I would say, no? Throw him, throwing uh, AJ Styles out there with LA Knight random. It, it may be great for WrestleMania, but I'd love to have some sort of fucking story there. Seriously. And Neon the Synthetic Kid. With a $4.99 super chat, Rhea and Charlotte should open night one with Rhea squashing Charlotte. Uh, I don't know if you realize where they work, bro, but Charlotte works for the E. Vince will be backstage at WrestleMania. And there's no way they're doing that to their precious queen, Charlotte Flair. Never in a thousand lifetimes. I don't know why you would even... I don't even know why you would throw something like that out there, man. It's never going to happen. That's the way you get easily disappointed. Anyway, guys, uh, I'm about to get out of here, man. You know what? We need 60 likes for 1,000. Can we uh, get those likes up? 60 more likes for 1,000, man. We still got 6,000. That's 6,000. I wish. That's WrestleMania weekend. We got 2,000 still in here, man. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up if you're in here. 60 more likes for 1,000. Please hit that thumbs up. Thank you for the Super Chats tonight. Thank you for the memberships. Thank you for wanting to be a part of this great community, man, where you are going to be invited to my mother's basement next Friday. And make sure you guys... Continue to go check out all the other content on the channel. There is plenty of it on the channel, on the homepage. Go and check it out. Everything you need is there. YouTube shorts and live streams and such. Catch up, especially the live streams from Sunday Night Man, episode 469. We are getting close to episode 500 of OTS. I know there's been already more than 500 episodes, but... Officially, it will be 500. Anyway, guys, follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. And again, please hit that thumbs up. We need 20 more likes for 1,000. Appreciate you guys supporting, hanging out, and enjoying the show tonight. Next time you see me will probably be on Wednesday. I'll be live with Jesse for AEW Dynamite. Omega, Vikingo, Dream Match, according to Tony Khan, on Wednesday's Dynamite. We'll talk about it, and we'll be live on Wednesday night after AEW Dynamite right here on Off The Script. Guys, I'll see you later. Have a great night. Have a great Tuesday, and I'll be back Wednesday with Jesse in the venue right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later.